the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. One of the things that we're told in the Bible to do is to keep our eyes on Jesus, the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. One of the reasons why is because that's how we'll learn what we should be like and what we should do. Jesus will show us clearly and completely how a child of God is supposed to live and all the things we're supposed to do. It's through watching Jesus that we can learn all the things that matter to our Father so that we can represent Him properly like we're all supposed to do. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we should always do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? Hey man, I can tell, praise God, the way y'all was dancing around, jumping around. Y'all, y'all some blessed people for real, praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Maybe the Lord telling me something. No, for real. Ephesians chapter 5. Get ready. Uh, learn some stuff today. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. That's the life that God's got planned for me and you. Being imitators of Christ like he ordained us to. That's what God intends for us to live. That's the life that he did give to us when he exchanged himself on the cross for us. He took upon our sinful nature. He took upon our lack of righteousness. He took upon our jacked up living and gave us his living, his righteousness, and his way of doing things. So that we can now be able to live this thing out the way he wanted us to when he originally made me and you. We're going to talk about being imitators of Christ. Ephesians chapter 5, let's start reading in verse 1. It reads, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 
For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are manifest are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is life. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. See then that ye walk circumspectly when thee, after you arise and wake up and allow Christ to give you light. Once Christ gives you that light, then make sure you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know God's talking to his children right here. Praise God. He's telling them, hey, hey, wake up. Because God's church has been asleep. We've been living our life in a dream. Living our life, some of us, in a nightmare. But it's time to wake up from there and to get up and live the life that God died for you to live. The one that he did freely give by his son, Jesus Christ. He's saying, wake up. Now, who he's waking up is the sleeping giant. Because the church of the living God is the giant that's asleep right now. But this giant is about to get up. and About to live this thing the way God wants to live. So that we can be able to live it out like God gave it to live. But he's telling us to wake up. Quit acting like fools. He's talking to his children here. Praise God. Two definitions of a fool. Definition number one of a fool is somebody that believes in their heart and says in their heart that there is no God. I'm so glad that ain't y'all because y'all ain't that stupid to be able to say that there ain't no God. Y'all ain't that stupid to be able to look at a world as complex and as magnificent as this and think that it started from some primordial soup. That just showed up someplace. Praise God. And all this order came out of chaos. You ain't that stupid. It take way too much faith to believe that. Praise God. Amen. We didn't come for no monkeys. That didn't mean that don't nobody act like monkeys. But we didn't come for no monkeys. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Y'all ain't that stupid. We don't think that. Praise God. We know there's a God. I, <clears throat> I said we know that there's a God. And we also know he saved me and you because we know there's a God and he saved me and you. Then there's a life that ought to be lived by me and you. Second definition for a fool is one who, although they know there's a God, they don't make decisions and operate their life as though there's a God. Even though they know that there's a God, they don't make their decision and live their life as though they're a God. They continue to act like all the other fools who don't know as God and conduct themselves in life as though there is no God and make their decisions accordingly. What God's talking to his children right now, his church. And he's saying to his church, stop acting like fools and walk circumspectly, which means pay attention to how you live your life and how you conduct yourself. That's why Satan's trying to enter all kind of stupid teaching in the church right now saying it don't matter what you do. The devil is a liar. God told you to walk circumspectly, which means you pay close attention to every single thing you do to be able to do what? Make sure you ain't acting like them fools, but you act like I want you to. And that is to live your life like you're supposed to. He said, Quit walk. Well, he wants you to walk circumspectly, not as fool, redeeming the time because the days are evil. These are some evil days out here. I don't know if you notice it or not. Some evil days out here. I mean, you look around and evil is everywhere except for where we are. I say evil is everywhere except for where we are because darkness can't manifest where light is. And wherever light is, darkness can't manifest. And we are the light. We are children of light. But the problem is Satan is trying to get us to shade our light so that darkness can be able to even take the territory where we are too. And then get us to start acting like we the children of disobedience, acting like we the ones that's in the world so that he can take over just like he did with them already. He wants to do the same thing with me and you. 
He wants to take over and dominate the lives of the Christians by getting us to not stand up and be the Christians that we're supposed to be. But I declare that the devil is a liar. I declare that there's some folk that's going to lit this thing on fire. I declare that there's some people that's going to fulfill God's desire. I declare that there's going to be some people that's going to stand up, wake up, and live out this thing like God wants them to do, circumspectly, doing this thing not like fools, but we're going to live this thing out like God want us to do. Because I don't know whether you notice it or not, but I'm, I'm going to tell you if you didn't know it, God's coming back real soon. Y'all ain't hearing me. I said he's coming back real soon. I mean real, real, real soon. I mean like real, 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 real soon. I'm just not saying this. I'm talking about real, real Real soon. The things that we used to see in the Bible about the things that would be the signs of his coming soon are already going on now. The things that we used to read in the Bible about these are the things that's going to happen are already happening. I'm watching them line up one after another. Every single one of them has happened. There's going to be a day that we're going to look up and he's going to part the sky, come get you and I, and take us black to glory. It's called the rapture. Praise God. It is on its way. Praise God. Because God is soon on his way. I ain't saying that he even got off his seat yet, but I think you can slide paper up under him. Praise God. God, I think he's leaning a little bit right now. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because he's on his way back. We are already past the date that he said that, the first date of coming back. We're already living in a time period right now. It's called a dispensation of grace, where it is that he says that he wished that none should perish and all should come to repentance. And so because of that, he keeps on putting up with us, talking about his church, dealing with us, talking about his church, so that through his church, he can do what it was supposed to be done a long time ago. And that's that the gospel was supposed to be preached throughout all the world so that he can then come back and we can get on up out of here. Well, well, the church ain't been doing what it's supposed to do. But that's other folk. That's not me and you. The church is, do, is doing what they're supposed to do. And folk are finding out about who God is. God's about to do this great sweep across this world to be able to pull people into his church. I'm talking about every man, boy, woman, and girl. To be able to bring them in here so that when we get up out of here, then it's going to be able to show everybody in this world that this world is true. That this word is true. That God does every single thing that he said he's going to do. But before he do that, he's got to talk to his church. The one that's supposed to be living this thing out like they're supposed to. Dealing with this thing the way it's supposed to. And he's telling to his church, wake up. Wake up. Quit trying to live out the American dream. And live out my desire for you. The one that I died for, bled for, gave up my life for you to do. So that we can be able to carry out the commission that he gave me and you. And be able to make sure that people know this word is true. See, most folk is never going to read the Bible, but they read you every day. And you are the epistle that they're supposed to be reading that matches what God has to say. That's why God's coming to his church right now and say, I need you to die. Wake up and live this thing out like I want you to do. Because I want to use you to get done what I'm about to do before I come and get you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Anybody in here want to be used by God? Well, God is telling us what he wants us to do. He said, I want you to be followers of me as dear children. That word follower right there means imitator. God wants us to be imitators of him. He wants us to do and conduct ourselves in the way he does too. To be in action and behavior the way he conducts himself so that other people can see that this word is true. So that when they're in this darkness all around, they can be able to look around and see somebody ain't living like that. Somebody ain't operating like that. See how blessed you are, how everything keeps working out beautiful for you when you're doing something different than they do. And then they're going to be coming to you saying, what do I do to be able to live like you? Because I'm watching how you live this thing out like you ought to. Because we are imitators of him. We mimic God. We found out that word mimic means to imitate or copy in action and speech. We don't just act like God, we talk like God. We don't just talk like God, we walk like God. We live this thing out like we're supposed to do because that's what God's plan was for me and you. But we do this as dear children. Not as slaves, we ain't got to do this, like he's twisting your arm and whipping you in the back and telling you better do this. No, he saved us. 
And because he saved us, it's in him that we trust. And we put our confidence in him and we're glad to do whatever he wants us to do. We're loving children, dear children who love our father and we're willing to do whatever he wants us to do. That's why I said I want you to walk as dear children all around. Walk, of course, order your life according to what he said. Christ was our example of how to do that. He's our elder brother. He's a brother like none other. He lit his thing out like it was supposed to be lived out and then turned around and give that life out to everyone that's willing to receive that he, he get, you know, from the ones he give it out. But at the same time, he was also our example of how we're supposed to live that thing out too. Firstborn of many brethren. We are the many brothers in whom he's the firstborn of. But he didn't intend for it to just be us. It intended to be some other people too. That's why he's entrusting that thing to me and you. He's given a ministry of reconciliation to me and you. So that people's lives can be reconciled back to God because our life has been reconciled too. Now when you say, well, my life is reconciled back up to God. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about the life you live too. Because many of us have been reconciled to God, but our life hasn't been reconciled to God. Because we flat out ain't living the life that God told us to live. We flat out ain't living the one that Jesus did. We flat out ain't living out the language we're supposed to do. Because that's what's keeping other people back and the devil knows it. Now it's time for you to know it too. That the life you live is going to determine whether people receive the life that God gives them, die for them to live. The life you live, I said you, look at your neighbor and say, yeah, he's talking about you. Yeah, he's talking about you. Praise God. The life you live is the one that's going to determine whether people are going to live the life out they're supposed to. Because they're watching you, Christian, to be able to see whether or not this thing is true. They're watching you to see if you still do the same things they do. They're watching you to see if you still talk like they do, laugh like they do, laugh at the same stupid stuff that's not of God like they do, watch the same things that they do too, check the porno and don't say no when you get opportunity to. Praise God, but you be looking at other people that you ain't supposed to because you're living the same thing out that they do. So that they can be able to say, I ain't no different than you. So that when this stupid teaching, praise God, continues to go on through about really it don't matter what you do because God has already saved you. Then people won't give their lives up to God like they ought to. And then when Jesus come to get us, praise God, then they're going to be thinking that it was in God that they trust. But they're going to be saying, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Why? Because you didn't do what I said do. Because you was listening to that fool child of mine over there that was doing something other than what I told you to do. And they ain't going to get saved. And it's going to be because of me and you. Because we chose not to live the life that God intended us to. I don't know about you. I can't speak for nobody else. But I ain't going out like that. Praise God. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. I got a feeling there's a woodshed in heaven. And I don't want to find out about it. Are you listening to me? Is anybody here? Hallelujah. Because he said in the word, it would be better for you that a millstone be tied around your neck. And you drown yourself in the sea than for you to cause any one of mine to fall. That's what he said. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't going out like that. I ain't. Say, I'm going to be an imitator of Christ. Praise God. I'm Shut to the bosa. Well, we found out that if we're going to imitate Christ, then we need to live holy and begin to start living this thing out like we're supposed to. Because we found out as imitators of Christ, we're supposed to follow after godliness. We're supposed to chase it down, tackle it down, and live it all over town. We're supposed to be godly. Come on now. We're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. We're supposed to contradict it. Your life is supposed to be a contradiction to all ungodliness. That everybody say, everybody do it. You can say, yeah, but I don't do it. You can tell everybody else, everybody drink like that. Say, I don't drink like that. Everybody smoke it. I don't smoke it. Everybody lay and play. I don't do either of what you say. Is anybody? Because I'm holy. I live different than everybody else do. Separated and different, just like my father did and my elder brother did too. That's how we're supposed to live. We found out we're supposed to live holy, which also translates right. Because if it ain't right, it's wrong. And we ain't going to be wrong. We're going to be 
right in everything that we do. At least that's what we ought to do since he did it for me and you and gave his life up for me and you. And, because, and of course, he brought us into his family. Who's what I'm talking about? I'm talking about God. Let me see. Holy God, living in a holy city, gave us a holy book to read, has holy angels flying all around him, sitting on a holy throne, praise God. And then when you look at his kids and they unholy, is there anything wrong with that picture? Praise God. Everything is supposed to be holy. That's including you and me. And so we got to learn to live this thing out like God planned for you and me. It ain't about how many cars you got. It ain't about what kind of house you live in. It ain't about what kind of clothes you live. It's whether you live holy. Because that's the separation between us and them. Because trust me, when I was illegal, I drove a Benz when I was, uh, when I was early 20s. I, was, I barely broke 20s before I got my first Benz, praise God. So then you ain't got to trust the brother. You ain't got to be holy to get money. Is anybody here ever here? In fact, that, it, unholiness is lucrative. Praise God. Hallelujah. Trust the brother on that one. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So that ain't what happened. I owned property even before I was hit 25. I already had a house in, excuse me, a flat rental property. I already had a flat of my own in rental property before I even hit 25. So that ain't, that's not what's happening. It ain't about how much money you got. It ain't about what kind of clothes you wear. Back when everybody else was getting their stuff from TJ Maxx, I was living out to max. Praise God. That ain't got nothing to do with whether or not how holy you is. I was wearing, I was wearing gators from the time I was a little kid. Praise God. That, that, that's not what makes you holy. That ain't what make you godly. Because there's people that teach that gain is godliness. Gain ain't godliness. If that was the case, then the crack addict, then the crack seller is, is godly than a mug. Is anybody hear me over here? The pimp is godlier too. Hey Amen. Because he got all kind of little folk in his little harem. You know, selling them out to other folk acting like, you, acting like other people do. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that, that, that couldn't be what godliness is. Godliness is living holy. And that's what God wants us to do. God's looking for a holy people to be able to match his holy city, his holy everything else that he do. But we find out in order to do that, praise God, we got to depart from evil and do good. Last time we got together, we learned about that. If you wasn't here, make sure you get that CD. I'm telling you, it is off the hook. Trust me. We got to learn to depart from evil and do good. Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Went out everywhere he grew, going good like he's supposed to. Why? Because he represented God who do good. God does good, Jesus does good. Well, we're supposed to do good too. But the do good we're supposed to do follows departing from evil. That's why Jesus could do so much good, because he had already departed from evil. We got to learn to depart from evil and do good. Get away from it. Back away from that evil. We got to learn to do that. Praise God. But we found out also last week, if you wasn't here, get the CD, I'm telling you, that we found out what Satan's employee is to be able to make sure we never do the good and depart from the evil like we're supposed to. We found out what it is. We found out that what he does is work overtime in order to be able to get the children of God to call evil good, good evil. To, call, to get the children of God to call evil good and good evil. Because if he can get you to call evil good and good evil, then you're going to be conducting yourself according to a lie. It's on that lie you're going to rely. You're going to order your life according to that lie. That this is good when it's actually evil, or this is evil when it's actually good. That's why it's so hard for some of y'all to come to church. It's because you've been trained that it's evil to come up to church. Praise God. That it's taking away your time. That it's, it's such hard for you to do. Praise God. But if somebody said, come on, let's go to the movie, or let's go to the club, or something like that, you're like, oh, let's roll. Praise God. Because why? Because you was trained to be out of control. You weren't trained how to live your life like you're supposed to. Come on up in here. Don't get mad while I teach real good. Praise God. I'm just teaching. That's all I'm doing is teaching. I ain't pointing nobody. I ain't saying nothing about nobody. I'm just teaching the word of God. Praise God. 
And so that, that, that's what we do. Is anybody hear me up in here? So hot. That's, we can sit in a four-hour movie and never once go to the bathroom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But then we sit up in the church for a couple of hours. How long that preacher going to be? Not as long as you would have been in hell if you didn't learn the truth. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Is anybody hearing me up in here? Not as long as your life going to be jacked up if you don't find out what's true. That's why, that's why we do what we do up in here. That's why I ain't here to entertain. <laughs> you know, and I ain't here to entertain you. I'm here to train you so that you can learn what you're supposed to learn so you can quit calling evil good and good evil. Because the church of the living God has been calling good evil and evil good. We've been, and we found out when you call it that way, you even bid evil to come into your life. Come on, evil. Come into my life and tear up my life. Come on up in here and tear up everything that God's trying to put together. Come in here and jack up my life. That's because we call it evil good and good evil. And when you call it, it comes. It shows up and it's doing what it's designed to do. And it'll do what he said do. But we don't have to go out like that. We found out last time all the things that that word called mean. If you wasn't here, make sure you get it. Because it's all designed to be able to make sure you call evil good and good evil. You start operating evil as though it's good. <laughs> ain't this fun? No, it ain't fun. It's evil. Praise God. Oh, isn't this? I don't like this. You should. It's good. Praise God, because God said it's good. Now, the only way that we can effectively protect ourselves from calling good evil and evil good is to know what good really is. The only way that we can protect ourselves, somebody said protect yourself, for you wreck yourself. Amen. The only way we can effectively protect ourselves from calling evil good and good evil is to know what good really is. I said to know what good really is really is not what i think it is what it really is not what mama said it is what it really is well that's all that we have time for today we trust that you're blessed with what the word of god had to say i hope that you're seeing that one of the things that god wants all of us to do is to be imitators of him in all that we do i hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to do but that you're inspired to do what god wants all of us to do that is to become the imitators of god that he wants each and every one of us to be and to do, including me and you. We should do everything we can do to learn how to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do, and I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship this evening. It's a monthly single seminar. And God is brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half you pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints 
is done on the fourth Friday of every month. For all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages, come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Later on, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You've been a blessing to us in ways we never asked or expected. But one thing we do expect is the blessings that are coming your way. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the different blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 